coming up on the Rip Body Podcast. By the time you've cut that fat off that you gained during the bulk, you're then looking at yourself in the mirror and thinking, well, what did I actually achieve in the last nine months? Welcome to the show. I'm Andy Morgan, and on the Rip Body Podcast, we teach how to achieve long-term physique transformation. In this episode, Dr. Emil and I share our takes on a question that is often agonized over by frustrated trainees. Should I cut or bulk? Now, as you will hear, the key is not just that decision, but following things through far enough so that you set yourself up for a successful next phase. Enjoy. Dr. Emil, you're back. Thank you for joining us again. I'm back for round two. I'm so happy that you are an English doctor, not an American doctor, because you're free on the NHS. Whereas if I'd probably have a bill for $20,000 by now, wouldn't I, just for having set, set foot in your studio, virtual studio. You haven't opened my uh, email with the first invoice yet, then. Uh-oh. No. Yeah. Email account's Oops. broken. Gmail issues. We have the eternal question. Should I bulk or cut? Followed by how long should I bulk? So... Really, it's all around these the idea of periodizing your diet, turning it into phases. Let's tackle this. Should I bulk or cut? How should someone so go about thinking about the it? The caveat is, the disclaimer is that this is an individual thing. However, I strongly recommend for the vast majority of you that you should probably cut first. And the reason for that, in my personal opinion, it'll be good to hear what Andy has to say about this, is that most of us, when we're just cruising and haven't really committed to something, will be erring on the slightly too much body fat side. And if you try to build muscle in that place, you will get chubbier, you will not be able to see the gains, and you will be more inclined to want to diet very quickly. Now, by dieting first and and getting into seeing a six-pack, that kind of thing, not only do you go to a point, a much better starting point, but you also build the discipline required to bulk. You learn the, the things that you need to learn, protein, regular throughout the day, all this kind of stuff, to then be able to bulk effectively. Because in terms of matter of scale, fat loss is much quicker than muscle gain. Get that out the way first because then you're going to be muscle gaining for a long time. And ultimately, the deciding factor in whether you gain muscle or not is how long you can stay out of a deficit for in your essentially lifetime. So the leaner you can bulk and essentially the leaner you can start, the more muscle you will gain. And the absolute disaster is when people, they, they do mini cuts they, they start bulking and then they feel fat. So they start dieting and then they feel skinny and then they start bulking and they, they essentially gain no muscle and lose no fat. And this is where they come to us. Yeah, I, I call that I call that purgatory. And often yeah. they just want me to tell them. I see it if you go to my article, britbody.com slash, I think it's cut hyphen or hyphen bulk or cut hyphen versus hyphen bulk. It's... <laughs> even though I've just written an article there, 3,000, 4,000 word article there, everyone's in the comments saying, yeah, 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 but okay, this is my special circumstance. What should I do? And it's, I've just answered. People just want to be told yeah, so that they will follow through and stop second guessing themselves on it. But ultimately you have to think through what it is you're after and then what you want. So I say to people, 
push to a point, you're going to have to push to a point where you feel probably leaner than you would ideally like, which is, or rather you're going to have to push to a point where you are leaner than you are ideally, which means you're going to feel skinnier than you would definitely would like. But unless you do that, you will repeat the mistakes of the past and that is you will bulk and you will want to quit your bulk too early before you've accrued a significant enough amount of muscle mass so that by the time you've cut that fat off that you gained during the bulk, you're then looking at yourself in the mirror and thinking, what did I actually achieve in the last nine months? You know? And I think that's the kind of the trap that people get themselves in. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. And kind of the, the one thing that you raised there was about feeling skinny when you're cutting and feeling fat when you're bulking. What I would say is muscle and fat come and go in a relatively linear fashion. Now the weight fluctuates much more around that. So it is a bit of a roller coaster. Your emotional feeling of how you look fluctuates even more. Honestly, with some of my clients, my coaching is them telling me that they're fat, they feel fat and me telling them that they're okay. And that's it. Maybe two times a week, I get this message and I'm like, bro, you're fine. Keep going. And then they're fine. Yeah, I was fine. I just had a, a day and I'm like, yep. And after a while, you will be able to do that yourself and you won't need me anymore. That's the goal. And actually just a, a nuance in that regard, what I do with people, we, we diet down to a bit leaner than they think they need to be. And once you've got fat loss down, it's actually relatively straightforward. And as long as you're not too hungry, all this kind of stuff, you can probably keep going a little bit. You've got momentum. You feel good. The weight's dropping. You're getting leaner. You're motivated. So yeah, keep going. Use the momentum. Just ride it until you get to a natural stopping point. And then what I say to people is, okay, we're going into a muscle building phase. You're not bulking because if you bulk, you'll get fat. You're going to go to maintenance. And that's all. You're going to stick to maintenance and focus on the training. And we know that people underreport. We know that people overeat. So if by sticking to maintenance, people are slightly overeating. And then they will gain muscle. They will not get fat. They will be able to then sustain this for much, much longer. And the net overall will be that they're actually going to gain muscle. But if you tell someone they're bulking, then they start eating all the pies and then they get fat and then they have to do a mini cut after two months. And it's just like you're not getting anywhere. Interesting. So psychologically, you tell them that their goal is maintenance. 100%. But actually what's happening is they're gaining muscle. They're in because they're gaining weight. So how do you then tell them this without them, without screwing them? Because if you say, look, we're going to go to maintenance, but what's actually going to happen is you're going to slightly overeat. Well, then they're going to hear that and be like, oh, great. I can slightly overeat because I'm actually bulk maintaining. What? Yeah. Tell me about this. 90% of this is psychology. Mm. And with my clients, they're entrepreneurs, they're business owners, they have other things to think about rather than bulking. Now I've had two clients who I've bulked where we had a, a weight goal each month and both of them, because I selected them, they hit that goal for 12 months. I got these graphs. They're beautiful. Mm. Perfection. <laughs> now these are two guys who I selected specifically for this purpose. Now the rest of the guys, I'm like, look, yes, you want to bulk. Yes, you want to gain muscle. You need to do this for a long time. If you bulk, you're going to get fat. So what we're going to do is we're going to shoot for maintenance. As long as you are gaining in the gym and progressing, you are building muscle. The weight will go up over a period of months and, and years. Don't even worry about it. 
just keep the calories the same. We're going to find this balance. You're going to overeat when you eat out. You're going to overeat when you go on vacation. If you combine that with bulking, you're going to get fat. When you get fat, you're going to want to diet. When you get diet, you're going to not gain any muscle. It's I, I'm very blunt and open with everyone. I'm like, look, this is how it is. You can try bulking and then you'll just be back with me in three months. Chubby. So I've done this once or twice. Maybe do it my way. I really like that. And note how Emil is tailoring the advice to his specific audience. And that is someone who eats out a hell of a lot and travels a lot. And so for someone who, so in contrast to my customers, yeah, a lot of them have business trips, but it's not they tend to have relatively stable home lives that allow for consistency. And they tend to, I think, is it fair to say my clients tend to have tried this whole cutting and bulking thing more than perhaps your clients have? I'd say if you've never tried bulking before, I think Emil's strategy here is a great one to try and go for. However, if you have tried to do it before and you have either been unsuccessful because you have not gained weight or you've been unsuccessful because you have gained too much fat, then I think it's worth focusing in on more specific weight gain targets so that for your own comfort level, you know that the next nine months un- or the next 12 months after you bulked and then cut are not going to be in vain. Or it's very unlikely to be in vain, assuming that you have nailed the five horsemen of bulking so that you are training hard enough, you're consuming a sufficient amount of uh, calories to gain weight at the rate that we're targeting, you are consuming enough protein, you're sleeping well enough, and you're not overly stressed. Yeah. Now, are there any exceptions to where you think that someone should not cut first? How do you think about this? If someone is super lean, mm. then for sure, that's a no-brainer, but no one is ever super lean. And certainly they don't come to me. And often when people are super lean, that's often associated with all these horrible dieting habits. And that should probably be the priority over getting on a super strict bulking thing because someone who's super lean probably has or is on the spectrum of maybe body dysmorphia and maybe disordered eating. So when they start to gain weight, they're going to start getting antsy much disproportionately to someone else. So there are exceptions 100% for when people should cut first, but I don't see it often. And, and usually there's other things which need to be dealt with. Yeah, that, that makes sense to me. Um, the exception I would say that we're both probably not flagging here is young men, mainly men. So teenage boys, young men who naturally have just they haven't grown yet and and maybe they just haven't had a large appetite and and the reason that we don't we didn't pick that out is because this isn't a demographic that we work with yeah Yeah. common sense is a big one here the other thing is 
if you're new to training, like completely new, and you're not obviously overweight, then you could try holding your weight at the same level and just training and seeing what happens for a while. And if you're happy with the rate of change that you see, which should really come down to two things, how your lifting is going in the gym and how your stomach measurements are declining, then there's no need to go into a calorie deficit. But at the point where you find your progress slowing down and you find yourself getting frustrated, at that point, a decision needs to be made. And that decision is more often than not going to be, all right, let's cut. And I would even take that step further and say, if you are a newbie, if you are a teenager, focus on training and protein, because mm. I don't want to throw tracking and these diet things at you because they're not innocuous interventions. They're not harmless. Like they, they cause issues, especially with the modern world and environment we live in. So if someone comes to me and they're just in a really good place, but they just want to gain muscle and, and whatever, I'm like, look, forget about dieting. Start getting in the gym, focus on technique and progression, get a trainer if you need to, and eat protein. How much? Doesn't even matter. Eat some protein with each meal for the moment. Come back to me in six months, and I can tell you how much protein. And then come back to me in another six, 12 months, and if you're really still into it, maybe we'll start thinking about something else. But I'm very cautious with implementing dieting strategies with people. Yes, I use tracking for my clients, but I'm just very aware of the dark side of that. And I can talk about this in another in after this, but... Yeah, that's a part of my strategy overall as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, please tell us. So, what do you see? What are these issues that... Well, just so to give the slightly bigger context, when we, we, we diet first, it gets people disciplined and knowing what their calories are at to, to achieve weight loss, to then achieve maintenance. And it also gets buy-in from them because they're getting quick wins. So as a coach, I want buy-in because actually... As long as they do what I say, they will achieve results. The issue is they won't do what I say. So hmm. by getting buy-in with a diet, because if you start bulking someone, they don't see results. So this is from a coaching perspective. Very quickly, they start to feel fat. It's not good for buy-in. So when you diet someone, they have buy-in. So by that point, they've lost weight. They're in the most shredded condition they've ever been. Then when I tell them things like, now you're going to go to maintenance, you're going to focus on training, they believe me. They are entirely bought into me and my process. I also use this maintenance bulking to remove the dietary crutches, which I've used to get them into shape. So for example, again, this is for my niche, my audience. I want to leave them in a better place than when they started. So I start to remove tracking. I start to make it less of a thing and they might just continue to weigh, start to build in this kind of intuitive, you, you've been eating 2000 calories for the last six months. You know what it feels like when you start eating like a 12 year old, you're eating too much. So, Get a, started to get a feel for 2000 calories. If your weight starts to go up, okay, go back to tracking, but let's wean you off it because I don't want to use this. Once you get into the flow, then maybe you can even stop weighing and just enjoy the process. Crazy, crazy, you know, idea. You just lift weights and eat protein and eat roughly the right calories. I think there's evidence that people who are allowed to eat freely actually gained muscle and didn't get too fat. So this is something that I'm very passionate about is leaving people in a better position than when they started but that has to come from right at the beginning because people need to stay with me for 18 months for that to happen you can't do this in a 
three month, six month thing. And this is for my specific niche, my guys. They're not athletes. They're not, the training isn't their life. This is, they have businesses, families, travel, but they want to be in shape and healthy as well. So I'm, I kind of swoop in, do my magic and then disappear. And they're just like, this is amazing. Yeah. And, and often the guys that you work with, they've been really inconsistent before that. 100%. And they and, and and they haven't been eating sufficient amounts of protein, and maybe and, and when they start sleeping better, when they start hitting the gym, like it's yeah, yeah, magic happens. Yeah, um, I, I think what this is coming down to then is the overall theme: don't make things any more complicated than you than you have to. Right? Don't and and I think my writing only attracts a certain type of person. Either someone who's decided, right, I'm going to go all in from the start, which is not what I'd recommend, or that person who's just really frustrated and they're like, wow, why hasn't it gone in the past before? And they feel that they've really tried their best, and now they're digging in further. So only go as far down the rabbit hole as you need to, I'd say, and then stop. Yeah. I, I don't want to belittle data or put myself as a, a super fluffy guy. Like I will hit guys with data at the start because that's how you get them from A to B as quickly as possible. So yes, if you're frustrated and you don't know what's going on, no shit, look at the data, but also be aware of what data you're using and what you has. A lot of people, and I don't know if I'm going to shoot myself in the foot, will use body fat percentage as a measure from these magical number generator scales. Mm. And I'm just like, I don't think it adds anything to the process. Wait, no. Daily taken as an average over each week is sufficient for me. I'm not being reductionist. I'm not being simple. You just, it doesn't add anything to the thing. Like all that information, water, this data we don't need. Same with these sleep trackers. They give hundreds of pieces of data. 99% of it is moot. Don't overcomplicate it. Like let's use what we need. If you want to masturbate over the rest of it intellectually, oh, this is amazing. Great. But let's not confuse it with actually what's making the difference. Well done. You've now given us like a suitable for... A mature audience rating. Explicit. Doctor. I can yeah. say masturbate. That's a medical term. It's not about what the medical is in the male disc. Come on. Stop. I'm going to stop talking. Just stop. Here. Just stop. I just think the second part of the question was how long should you bulk for? Yeah. Let's be nice. Everyone, just calm down. Did that. Um, how long should you bulk down. for? How long should you bulk? Dr. Emil, how long should one bulk? You should be not in a deficit, which is like what I prefer to call it versus bulking you should be not in a deficit for as long as possible for a multitude of reasons so the longer you cannot be in a deficit which also translates into the longer you cannot get fat the better and i would say absolute minimum six months honestly 12 months should really be the absolute minimum because muscle building just takes time it takes a lot longer than you think it does and you just need to get stuck into the process and enjoy it and forget about it I say to my guys, five months as a minimum, I'd just pluck that. I should often I say Likewise. six. I've got five Likewise. in one specific article on the site, yeah, but yeah. six. And the reason I say that, I know I want them to bulk for as long as possible, but I have to get their buy-in. And the idea of me turning around saying we're going to bulk for 12 months, it just... It's hard. They get scared because they're, all of their experience in the past, and most of them tend to have experience of it, has gone in the direction of that's not going to work for me. And yet, so I don't know. I hide the truth from them a little bit. Like, I, I get the point. And at the end of the day, if we do six months and they're not comfortable, then we can cut back down yeah. and we can, we can cut the fat off because we will have accrued enough muscle mass at that point where it wasn't a waste of time. But ideally it would be, yeah, 
longer as long yeah. as possible yeah. as long as possible and and ultimately you're not mini cutting every six or eight weeks that's what we want to avoid like the plague because you will get nowhere and ultimately you'll give up so it would this be a good point to pivot into your dreamer bulk moment when you What's decided my... to be a strong man oh, you decided yeah. to go after thor yeah so i bulked properly and i don't recommend it to anyone but if you want to really bulk and this means that for a sport or you're an athlete then you need to be in a consistent surplus you probably need to train less than you think you do and you just need to rest and grow and allow it to happen so when younger maybe mid-20s i played rugby for a long time i had a very good athletic base and i decided to do strongman and i got the average of the top 10 strongmen at the time figured out what the body weight was 155 kilos and i was like i'm going to shoot for it so i went from about 100 15, 20 kilos to 142 kilos, literally eating 6,000 calories a day. I didn't use a calculator. I just plucked a number out of the air. It was a significant surplus. I was drinking olive oil to get those calories in. I was, it wasn't a good vibe. The the shits were incredible. Um, Did they fall out of you? Did they just slide? I don't know. There was a lot going to that, but I was smashing the protein I was training four times a week. I was basing it around the big lifts. And the rest of the time, I was literally being sedentary. I was playing World of Warcraft. So I didn't give a shit that I was fat. I loved it. I was like going out without my shirt on. I, I didn't care. So that, and I did it for two or three years of just eating ridiculous amounts. And actually, I gave up because I couldn't eat any more food. Like I stuck at 142 kilos and I, I couldn't eat any more food and I was like I, I can't do this and I wasn't taking steroids which are prevalent in the strongman game and I was like I can't eat anymore I can't get any bigger this is ridiculous like I'm done I'm done and that's eventually why I stopped because I just couldn't I couldn't get any bigger or I, yeah I just couldn't eat that food so you said just then that you didn't uh, take any steroids but as we've already established on my natty or not flow chart, you are bigger than me. Therefore, you have, in fact, taken steroids. Bro, you could go into a primary school and you would accuse them all of taking steroids. That's my last episode with Andy. Uh, thanks for having me. <laughs> and we will catch you next time. <laughs> that, should, that should be it. That's it. That's it. We'll call that it. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you for listening. If you have a question you'd like us to answer on the pod, email it to podcast at ribbody.com. And I forgot to mention it last time, but if you'd like to follow Emil, he's Dr. Emil Official on Instagram. That's D-R-E-M-I-L Official on Instagram. And I'm Andy underscore Ripped Body. You'll see that I've been smashing out the reels recently. And lastly, if you have any questions, hit me up in the comments on ribbody.com. I've been writing guides teaching how I achieve the results that I do for clients. And I've been answering comments on them daily for the last 11 years. All right, until next time then. Peace.